0: How many of you are glad that you are in Camp Meeting 22? Amen. How many of you had to overcome circumstances and situations to come for Camp Meeting? Amen. How many of you had to trust God for money to come from out of town? How many of you had to trust God to clear your schedule? How many of you had to bind and cast your ogre at the office to allow you? Amen. Praise the Lord. As of Saturday, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to come or not. Praise the Lord. You know, Rev told me in June this year, he says, very casually, as is his manner. <laughs> Here Pastor Pastor Nugua, first of all, Pastor Nugua said, come for camp meeting UK. I said, wow. You mean me? <laughs> I said, yes, come, you, you, you minister. If you come for a camp meeting, you minister. Again, I said, you mean me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, but my passport had expired in February. Amen. And I had started applying to renew it in July as soon as he told me in June, I started, I said, okay, let me seriously process this renewal. It still is not renewed. Amen? <laughs> now, Yeah, yes. But he's, he's an American citizen. I have not yet, I stubbornly refused to apply for citizenship. But I think like Apostle Paul, I will go and get my Roman citizenship. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because access is something that God is granting us For the gospel, amen It's not for flinging, it's not for Instagram It's not for raising your shoulder It's for the gospel I might speak a little bit more about that later on Tonight, amen Praise the Lord And so we spent money, we called people We did everything we could do We prayed, Pastor Miriam called me and threatened me say, you must be there I don't care what happens, you are going to be there I've made t shirt for you So you are going to be there Amen. (laughs) Bishop Jakes called me. He said, man of God, when are you coming? I said, I'm coming on the 28th. But at that time, I had not even booked my ticket. Amen. Praise the Lord. I had to get so many documents to be able to come. Praise the Lord. But I said, I must come. I must come. Amen. Praise the Lord. First of all, to honor the invitation. I do not take anything that comes from Rev lightly. At all. At all. I do not take it lightly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then to be honest with you, this is the first time ever that I'm being invited to preach anywhere. Amen. Maybe I will organize my own and invite people. Amen. Or in my church in House of the Rock and then my church in, in New Jersey. But this is the first time I'm being invited as a minister to come and minister in another program. Amen. <laughs> for decades I've attended camp meeting. I'm happy to sit down anywhere. Yeah. I, I, and I always sit at the back just to, to drink and drink and drink and go. I don't play with camp meeting. I always come for camp. Nothing stops me from coming for camp meeting when I was in Nigeria, I would always come because I know what this assembly is about. Now to be invited to be one of the ministers. The first one. If I'm starting from this one then. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please, your applause, your love, your honor for Reverend Ada, Pastor, Dr. Nugwa Ada, Thank you so much for watching your life and doctrine. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. There are people that have, their hearts have opened to the gospel because of how you have taken the mandate that God has given you. Amen. Amen. I know of so many people, people you will never meet but because of how you have handled this gospel with the king's business with hearts of love not because of what attains to or pertains to you I have seen both of you sacrifice you've sacrificed your time you've sacrificed your money you have sacrificed your family you have sacrificed your comfort and God is your eternal reward we are here because of what you have done thank you very much Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to the many graces and anointings here, Apostle Noram, you're welcome, sir. He has been all over. I don't even know. I can't even keep up again. (laughs) But he loves to preach the gospel, and I love that about you. I love that about you. Praise the Lord. And the perfect gentleman, as Pastor Duque said. (laughs) But you know the thing I like about Pastor Jew? The thing I like about Pastor Jew is that you you underestimate him at your own peril. Yeah. Because I've also seen him in other expressions. Amen? The first time I heard him raise his voice at somebody, I say, wow. <laughs> and it was because he was insisting that something needed to be done in a particular way at a particular time. Amen. Thank you, sir, for all that you do in the body of Christ and in the marketplace. Thank you, sir. Pastor Duque, that was a word and a half. I follow Pastor Duque's post. I, li- I like the thing I like about her: she's she's humorous and creative, but is dropping heavy truth. Thank you very much, Ma, for all that you do. And Reverend Mosugu, thank you, sir, for for being a marketplace apostle. It is a blessing. It's a blessing, sir. <laughs> And to the General and Pastor Phillips. General and Pastor Mrs. Phillips, thank you. God is using you greatly and it is affecting all of us. It is impacting all of us. And we are blessed to have you in the body of Christ. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Reverend Tinde, I'm still recuperating from your last teaching and I hope never to recover. <laughs> the first time I heard I think it was camp meeting. I can't remember which year though. I can't remember which year. And first of all, I was just laughing and laughing and laughing, but the truths were just entering. Thank you, sir. Thank you for all that you do. I also interact with some of your pastors and the leadership that you provide them and the trust you have shown them for them to be what God has called them is a blessing, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Reverend Tukula. you're welcome, sir. I think in, the, in all this company, Reverend Tukula is the first person I knew way back in Uniagric when he was still a student. I had not yet, uh, you know, remember I told you, I waited for four years before I got to admission. So I was not yet a student. So I had a lot of time. Amen. And way back, I'm talking 90s, Reverend Tukula has been espousing these truths. And he has been sacrificing himself. Even then, we're not very close. But I saw the sacrifice he made. The heart that he had. He didn't know everything. He didn't know all that he knows now. Amen. But he was giving himself consistently for the gospel. God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And to all the leaders. Sorry, 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 sorry. The Zambian delegation. Please put your hands together for the Zambian delegation. Thank you very much. And, and to be honest, something I heard in my heart um, a little earlier while we we're still praying is that take this grace and go and run with it. You'll be amazed at what things will open up to you as you go back to Zambia now. Drink and drink and drink. And as you go back, the obstacles are simply a mirage. They are not real. The obstacles are just a mirage. Go forward. You will be amazed at the results. The results will not be even commensurate to the effort. Because God has gone ahead of you. Reverend Arame has dug wells. SJC in Abuja has dug wells. Take of this water. Go and pour it out in Zambia. And see the gospel prosper. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. To all the leaders in the house, God bless you. Thank you for propping up the hands of the prophets. And thank you for being very enthusiastic about the gospel. That's one of the things that we miss in the United States. People are just Amen. Amen. <laughs> I Love the enthusiasm that you have for the gospel. Savannah Grace Chapel. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's not because it's not contrived, because it's something that you have you have drunk. You have drunk of his spirit. Continue to give expression. Can I take it says when you get excited about the word of God, that's when it works for you. So keep being excited about the word of God. Keep being excited about what you have been hearing. Keep being excited. Keep shouting glory. Keep shouting, I receive. receive. Keep shouting, there's a mighty supply. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In March this year, um, I think somebody earlier talked about ministers being vulnerable. And thank you, Tokula, for being vulnerable last night. We will talk later, sir. But thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. In March this year, I was was feeling frustrated. Very, very, very frustrated. With life, with ministry, with career, with so many things. Now, on the outside, it seemed like a lot of things were going fine. Praise the Lord. We moved to the US, or I moved, my wife and daughter were already there, and I left March 1st, 2018. Um, And between 2018... So within in two years, we already bought a house. Amen. And I'll tell you how it happened. Let me even let me jump into that testimony. Amen. Because uh, the testimony came from this house. Amen. <laughs> yes, we downloaded the ministry from, from here. Amen. If you can download a file, in the natural you can download the ministry. You can download the testimony from anywhere. Amen. All right, so 2018, we arrived for a while. We lived with my mother, and then we started renting our own apartment. It was a good apartment, and it was, ah, thank God, we are now being able to rent. Amen? It was a good place. In fact, our daughter, Yaya, said, oh, I like our new house. The walls are so white. Me when I color all the, the walls for my mama house. So she's the one that's just, so this one, oh, the walls are so white. And she was just, my daughter likes good things. She is, she loves good things. She will tell me, if you're coming to pick me from school, make sure you are fully dressed. (laughs) Sure you are looking good. Amen. (laughs) So she was like, oh, she loves, she loves the walls and everything. And then we were renting. And then the pandemic hit. Now, because of the situation, lots of businesses shut down and, you know, people's income was affected. There was a moratorium that if if people cannot pay rent, you can't evict them. Now, what these jokers did where we were renting was towards the end of the lockdown, they actually increased our rent. And I wrote them, I said, how can we have been paying faithfully? We have been paying faithfully. You are not increasing the rent. They said, well, we're increasing it. And one anger came up within me. I said, nonsense. Praise the Lord. Meanwhile, as we, were, as we were moving into the house in 2019, me and my wife said that from here, we are moving into our own house. Amen. That this was the only place we are going to rent and from here, we are going to move into our own house. But, you know, we said it and then we never really prosecuted it like that. So, when in July of 2020, they sent us this letter, my, I was just angry. I said, what do you mean? In fact, we are leaving this place. That was towards the end of July. Now, you know, say sometimes you go and buy fight for your own self and then you don't even know how to complete it. <laughs> but no problem. At least start the fight. <laughs> your big brother will come and help you. Amen? Yes. The firstborn from the dead. Amen? I don't know how many fights I fought on behalf of my younger siblings. Fight that I had no understanding about how it started, why it was prosecuted, but I fight it because I'm the firstborn. Praise the Lord. He's the firstborn from the dead and he fights your battles. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I began to think about okay. So, how do we, we how much do we even have in the bank? That's when the whole thing said, Come, you have to pay down payment, you have to have closing costs. You even have to how are you even going to pay the rent? Because it's going to be higher, the mortgage is even going to be higher than the rent. Amen. And so I called the visionary of MGM. I said, Man of God. This is what I've been thinking. And he said, Oh, it's very easy. I said, uh, Very easy. <laughs> he says, For a person that has been sowing and trusting the grace of God, harvest is easy. And we had very brief interruption, but that was the thing. He says, Harvest is easy. It's time for you to take your harvest. And as I was thinking over those words, I said, Harvest. There's somebody I know about that knows about harvest. And so I called Rev. As a man of God, I just spoke with the anointed. And so I'm calling the anointed about harvest. And he only did two things. He told me a personal story. Amen. And then he spoke words. Praise the Lord. He told me a personal story to raise hope in my heart. And then he spoke words to ignite faith. This was at the beginning of August. By the end of September, we had moved into the house. Praise the Lord. This is stuff that even Americans at 20, 25, 30, 45 years, they don't have houses. The, the bank was like, they have never seen a process so fast. Amen. And to, to be honest, even when we were looking at the money that we had. There was no money that came. What came to us was information. That there's a program by the state that if it's your first time buying a house, there's money that the state will give you. We didn't know know it. But our harvest was connected to the word of the prophet. Information came because of the word of the prophet. Amen. Praise the Lord. So yes, a lot of things on the outside are looking good, but there was a frustration in my soul. It was so much that the last time I cried, amen, was when I was 14 years old. I cried. I was in a basement praying and just pouring out my soul to the Father. And at some point, I began to cry. I couldn't explain what it was. I was just, I just said, what is it? There's more. I want more out of life. I want more out of my ministry. I want more out of my career. And a lot of it was not even clear. What's the next step I need to take? Praise the Lord. And so once again, I sent a message to the prophet and to the visionary of MGM. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's why I was blessed by Reverend Tukwari. He said that he called Reverend Tindi and then he called Reverend Arame. Praise the Lord. I think it's Reverend Ebo Akeoji that says, please, faith is not doing ramble. Amen. Even Jesus at Gethsemane asked the disciples, say, please, pray with me. Amen. Then he came back and saw them sleeping and he started crying. He said, why are you not praying with me? Pray with me now. Then he went back again. But by the time the download was complete, he said, okay, no problem. Amen. So don't form Rambo. Do not form Rambo. If you need somebody to stand in faith, if you need somebody to come in agreement with you, do that. So many times, testimonies that people want to give about faith is ego. Say, I, 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 I... No, there is no boasting in Christ. In grace, if you are going to continue in grace, boasting is deleted. There's no place for boasting. Just as there's no place for condemnation, there is no place for boasting. Self, I is deleted in grace. Because the only person that must stand pure and true in grace is the person of Jesus. The person of Jesus is the only person that stands glowing and bright and prominent when it comes to grace. So I sent out this message and unfortunately they delayed. Amen? (laughs) They took about two days for them to send answers. Amen. But I sent out the message, I sent out the SOS, Mayday, Mayday. (laughs) Most code. I sent it. And then I stayed with the word of God. I told my wife, I said, I don't exist to you. Went into the basement. I said, these children, be gone. (laughs) And I took out my Bible. And I was just praying and fasting and just waiting on the Lord. Sometimes I would fall asleep. Wake up. (laughs) Continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was just doing that. And then two scriptures, the Holy Spirit led me to and we're going to look at those scriptures. And I want to title this message, The Glorious God. The Glorious God. Pastor Dukbe has already preached some of the message. Amen. Amen. And some of the ministers have already, just like uh, I think Tokula says, if you notice there's a thread going round. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The glorious God. Let's open up to Second Corinthians chapter four. It's going to be quite a reading. Second Corinthians chapter four, from verses one to eight. Second Corinthians four. Actually from verse three. We read from verse three to seven. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Notice that word, that phrase, the what? The glorious gospel of Christ. Who is the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Psalm 18 verse 28. Psalm 18, verse 28. For you will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, when the visionary of MGM and the overseer of this ministry, when they responded to me, after about two days, The truth is that both of them sent me scriptures that God had shown me during that time. of, And it was exactly the same. Cornel sent me 2 Corinthians 4. Rev sent me Psalm 1828. I was there jumping up and down. I said, okay, we're on to something. This is confirmation because on the first day I read from 2 Corinthians 4 the Holy Spirit led me to that and then later that day it led me to Psalm 18 so when these messages came back to me I started jumping, I said good good, my answer is here yeah. amen. amen and since March, I have been meditating in this and digging some wells in this and the Holy Spirit led me and said when Rev told me in June the Holy Spirit said okay so now you are going to package this in and tell my people <laughs> amen Praise the Lord. How many of you know that we serve a glorious God? God is glorious. God is a God of glory. He is too, there is no word that can be used to describe God. The attributes we see in scripture are, they they paint a very sorry picture of who God really is. the highest revelation you have of the person of God or the attributes of God, they do not come close. That's why all of eternity, what we'll be doing is just falling in love, just seeing another aspect of God and just fall out. The angels, the four beasts, the elders, all they do for it they just give him glory. They're just giving him glory. They're just saying, ah! I think it's Copeland that was talking about how uh, talking about the many-sided of God, many-sided sides of God is that when the angels, when they have finished praising one revelation or one angle, they will, he will turn and they see another and they just oh my God they just fall out and just keep giving him glory and giving him glory, Amen. If you look at the universe and how vast and how beautiful and how mind-boggling the universe is, and realize that it was created. By this glorious God. It gives you an idea. Just a faint idea. As to how glorious God, glorious God is. One of the things that makes my mind just shrink. Is the solar system. Amen. How many stars are in our galaxy? How many billion, trillion? We don't know. And our galaxy. Is only one of. Millions of galaxies. So the, our own galaxy, we, ha- we can't even, then that one, self is, is mind-boggling. Nobody has been able to go to the bottom of the ocean. With all the technology, all the, this, the we have not gotten to the bottom of the ocean. Praise the Lord. God is a glorious God. In his wisdom, in his beauty, in his power, in his magnificence, in his mercy, in his justice, he is glorious. And the more you come in relationship with him, and the more you meditate upon him, you see that glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what is good? Genesis 1 tells us that when God wanted to make man, he said to himself, said, let us make man what? in our and after our so you are like God. Man was to be made glorious like God. And so God made man. In his image and after his likeness male and female created he them. And then he blessed them. The same attributes that God has he gave to mankind. And that's why Adam alone could take care of the entire creation. Vet doctors and zoologists are still trying to understand the number of creatures that we have. Adam was taking care of them alone. Sometimes you talk to people, how is work? Well, work is hard. My God gave me this. My God gave me that one. My God gave me this one. Adam was taking care of all the animals, all the plants, all the vegetation alone. And he was not stressed. He was not stressed. He even had time to be going on vacation. The cool of the day, he balance, God will come down, they just compare notes, God will go back to glory, and Adam continues the show on earth. Amen. Amen. But that was lost with the fall. Amen. The fall came and man lost that glory. Man lost the glory that he shared with God. And because God did not make man just to be an object of his creation, but an object of relationship and love, it pained God that the glory that he shared with man had been lost in man. And so he began to walk the process of redemption, not just to take you to heaven. Amen. For so long we have preached the gospel as just go to heaven. No. No the gospel, man's redemption in Christ was to restore you back to the glory that Adam shared with God. You see, it's totally useless if God is that glorious, that beautiful, that magnificent, and you don't have access to it. Amen. Once again, my daughter, who loves the good things of life. Amen. You know what she calls that house? She says, my house. If he's talking, you just say, I'm going to my house. She's talking to me. <laughs> my house. <laughs> she just turned seven. Praise the Lord. She does a little business. She makes bath bombs. Amen. So she has some small money that she puts in her wallet. The wallet is even my only Father's Day gift. But she, she her picture, then Nathan was not born, so it's my picture and her picture on the wallet, so it's her wallet. She has collected it from me. Amen. And then she puts her money in the wallet. <laughs> her money is not in the house. <laughs> one kobo, one cent. But what? Because her father owns it, it's hers. Praise the Lord. Anytime people come to the house, you start taking their, come, let me show you the house. We have to, we, if you just give her a small, small chance like this, you hold the person's hand, take them down, take them up, say this is the room, this is where my piano is, this is my this is, where, this is my house. <laughs> it's her house. And you know what? Me and my wife are excited. We are happy. That she sees it as her house. It gives the father joy if you see that his attributes, his omni attributes are for you. The Holy Spirit told me that two years says, My omni qualities are for you. The fact that he knows everything is for you, so that he can take care of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. If God didn't know everything, that means I'm in trouble. Because by the time I come out of his uh, camera angle, his CCTV, (laughs) Satan will finish me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The fact that he's omnipotent, all powerful, is for me. So that while I'm sleeping, he's fighting my battles. Praise the Lord. Him being everywhere at the same time in same expression is for me. He's with me in New Jersey. As I was flying, he was with me. Amen. As I'm here, he's with me. Praise the Lord. His omni-qualities are for you. And guess what? He has shared those qualities. He just doesn't use them for you. He has also given them to you. So you too, You have a level of omnipotence. And that's why Paul said, I can, I can do all things. Praise the Lord. Religion only wants you to look at God as that unapproachable being who is great, who is glorious, but it is not for you. And that you have to jump through hurdles and hoops before you even manage to qualify for any of those qualities to work for you. That is religion. But because of the fall, man lost access to the glory. And God, throughout, and you see this throughout the Old Testament, God was walking away for man to partake of that glory. Because he wasn't happy having that to himself. Why should a man have money, food, possessions, and his children are in squalor? How many of you will say that man is a good father? Nobody. Praise the Lord. And so God walked through, through the law and the prophets, but he was not cutting it. He did not bring man to the place where man shared the same glory. And so if you read Second Corinthians 3, it talks about how even the Old Testament, it was a little, there was some glory there. Amen? But unfortunately, he could not give the full expression. Of what the new covenant really is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so you will see all through the prophets, you will see Moses will go up, come down, talk with God face to face, come down, and still the people are dancing booga. <laughs> 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 they think <didn't> pay Moses. <laughs> no, but no, but think calm now. Think calm. Think calm. You people who saw, saw, saw the cloud light on the mountain. Moses went into the glory. And you are there dancing Buga?" Hey. So that when Moses was coming down, he said, I hear the noise of dancing, not music. <laughs> the legwork <walk> was. <laughs> the legwork was sounding on the mountain. Joshua says it's war. Moses say no, 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 no. I know. <laughs> this is leg walk. <laughs> it's leg work that is sounding like this. Amen. Why? Man could not even approach. Man didn't have the appetite for God and his glory. Praise the Lord. Until God introduced the gospel. Until he introduced the gospel. and This is what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 4. It says if our gospel be hid, it's because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. But thank God that God has given us illumination into the gospel. Amen? How many of you are glad that you have believed the gospel? How many of you are glad that the gospel was preached to you? And that you believed it? And that you received it? Amen. Amen. Let's look again at that Second Corinthians 4. There are some things I want to pull out from there. In verse 4, it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. You see that word, glorious. The gospel is glorious. Can you say that with me? The gospel is glorious. Say it one more time. One more time. The gospel is, the gospel is not some wishy washy, high sounding philosophy. Amen. The gospel is not weak. I heard somebody say he wants to go to a job where they preach power. Amen. I actually heard somebody say, somebody once said that he, that he used to listen to Joseph Prince, but all Joseph Prince talk is, is the gospel. He needs some revelation. He needs answers. Wow. <laughs> what a wahoo. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The gospel is glorious. The gospel is glorious. And that's why this theme of camp meeting, continuing grace. Without no gospel, you don't have grace. Before the gospel, there was no grace. What you had was judgment and condemnation. So if you're going to continue in grace, you must master the gospel. The Bible says in Colossians 2, it says, as you have received Christ, so walk in him. How did you receive Christ? You heard the message, it convicted your heart and you confessed out of your mouth. Uh, Is that not how everybody got born again? Did anybody get born again through any other process? No. You heard the message. That day it convicted your heart and you spoke out of your mouth. That is how you are supposed to live in Christ. If you are going to see the glory of God that has been freely given to you if you are going to walk in the omni qualities of God and possess them and see them walk for you, it is through the glorious gospel. It's not by some five laws, some three steps. Praise the Lord. It's not even by sowing your seeds. It's not even by coming to church. It is not even by doing all these things and jumping through these hoops. Amen? You must first of all believe the gospel and continue to apply the gospel. Tokula last night was talking about how there are are laws in grace. Amen. Praise the Lord. Those laws do not operate unless they are running on the foundation of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And so you have people that, yes, they are born again and they come into the kingdom, they are in Christ. But they want to they want something else other than the gospel. The gospel is not just for people that are are not born again. It's for everybody. And that's why it seems like some people get born again. They see a level of glory. Then after time, it seems like, you know, the the, the passion, the testimonies, and everything just waters down. Amen. Your, Your FCS president in secondary school. Is he still born again? Is he still in the faith? Okay. How many of you you can remember who was your FCS president when you were in secondary school? Anybody? Can you remember? Are they still on fire for God? Are they still on fire for God? Okay, good. Some are saying yes, some are saying no. But you see that many times people, when they are young, yes, they are on fire for God. When life begins to happen, when adulthood, amen? <laughs> when adulting comes around the corner, they say, okay, we need to go for something else. Amen. They want to see God's glory. They want testimonies. They want to see God walk in their lives, but they think that they have to reach for something else other than the gospel. Hallelujah lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Do you know what Paul is saying here? Do you know what Paul is saying here? That the creation story in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. When God said let there be light he's equating the gospel to have the same creative power as when God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> Amen. What was the first thing that God created? Light. And of course we know that it's not illumination we have, we have heard the messages. Amen. Praise the Lord. He created light first before he was able to create anything else. Light was the possibility of creation. And from that possibility, God could create anything. If God wanted to cry, create flying turtles, He would have created it then. Amen. If He wanted to create pigs that fly. <laughs> He would have created it there. Why? Because light was present. There was no impossibility because he had already created light. Out of darkness, he commanded light to shine forth. What Paul is saying is that the same operations for you and I as believers, the same operation that we see in Genesis 1 is possible to us because the light of the gospel has shone in our hearts. Amen. Amen. So there's no impossibility for you right now if you only apply the glorious gospel. Amen. Rev said something. I told us when he came to the US and he has been saying it. He says that the natural response when things become hard is for you to work harder, for you to hustle, for you to stress, for you to do this and that. No. No. When things get tougher, rougher and harder, present the gospel. That's time for you to dig deep into this gospel. Amen. That's the basis for anything else. That's the basis for the laws that Tokula was saying yesterday. That yes you you still come to church, amen, but not to bribe God. You do it as a response to your understanding of the gospel. You do it as a response to the light of the gospel. So, when God created light, like when God said, Let there be light, it was from that illumination and that understanding and that awareness that He knew that He was going to create a firmament, that He knew He was going to create land, He knew He was going to create animals, that He knew how the dog was going to look. It's from that illumination He knew how the birds were going to be. It's from that illumination He even knew that He has to speak to the sky to produce the birds. Amen? It's from that He knew that He has to speak to the earth to create the animals. It's from that he knew that he was going to create grass and Dogon Yarrow and Malina and palm wine tree. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. The details, the intricate details of all of creation came from that light. The intricate details of anything you are going to create, of anything you are going to enjoy, of the glory of God that is going to be expressed in your life, it is through the gospel. How did Rev know he was going to be a pastor? And leave his engineering degree behind. How did Tokula know he was going to be a pastor? And start from Boku to the ends of the earth. How did Dr. Ralph know that he's going to serve in SGC Lagos? The specifics of your life that will unfurl the glory of God, it is from the gospel. Amen. So if you're confused, what, what is my next step? What should I? See, eh, uh, many people tell me, I'm, I've, heard, I've heard it said that I'm an intelligent person. Amen. Even though I repeated Jesus too, like I told you people yesterday. And if I hear it anyway, you are the one that told them. Amen. <laughs> but for a very long time in my life, hmm, I was very confused. I finished secondary school and I didn't know what I was going to do for a career. Now, that's not too bad, right? I finished secondary school at 16. That's a lot of pressure to put on a, a 16-year-old that you know what you're going to. And we asked children now in primary school, what are you going to be when you grow up? And we hold them accountable. <laughs> because the truth is, when I was eight, I said I wanted to be a boxer. because my father used to watch a lot of boxing, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, and I just, I like the way that they move, you know? Anything to beat people, you just, amen. <laughs> to beat people and get away with it, and then be paid for it, it's ABBA. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> but by the time I was doing didn't, secondary school, I didn't know. That's okay. Then I was going to write JAM, and going into university. What are you going to study? I don't know. I said, okay, I'm going to study economics. Why? Because you can, economics applies to a vast array of societies so I'll study economics. The only problem with that is that I had a P in maths and economics in my O levels. The two, the two <laughs> P7, P7. Amen. Twins. CRK, A. Geography, A. Then the other C's. Amen. I'm not one of those going to tell my children that I was always first. I am not one of those people. Amen. Praise the Lord. But if my children hear it, you're the one that told them. <laughs> so, so, what do I study now? Sociology. Let's do sociology. Because sociology is about society so you can walk anywhere. We have to go into university. We don't know what we want to do. Let's do the one that can allow us to do anything. Any work. (laughs) And so I studied sociology. Anybody here with BSc sociology? Anybody? Yes, Joy. Yes, Elios. Very wonderful people. Please clap for us, the sociologists. If you're not clapping, you are jealous and envious. Amen. I actually remember when Joy was going to university and even earlier, and they said they're going to study sociology. I said, yes, my people. And I actually enjoyed it. And I think everybody should take a sociology course at some point. It will help you understand society. That's not my message right now. But I think I, 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 does say I, not the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I went into university, finished university. I still didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't. The only thing I knew I wanted to do is I wanted to preach the gospel. And I used to tell people, I'm not a pastor. I'm, I'm a Christian that just wants to share the gospel. And so, youth service, I said, I'm not going to influence my service. But father, I want to go to JOS because I want to serve with Great Commission Movement of Nigeria. How many of you have heard of the Great Commission Movement? They do a lot of evangel- evangelism. That's what they do. And I've been involved with them since 1999. This is the law of soul winning on campus, discipleship and all of that. That's what I wanted to do. I said, well, that's the one I know I like to do. So let's do it. And then they posted me to Enugu. Amen. And then I found out that the regional office for Great Commission Movement was in Enugu. And so that's what I did for my youth service. I preached the gospel on UNEC campus. For one year, the government of Nigeria paid me to preach the gospel. I had accommodation, amen. I even camped somebody, you know, he didn't have accommodation, so I said, come on, come on, stay with me, amen. Two-bedroom flat in Transekulu. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. I was being paid by the organization, and I was being paid by the government. Things were doing, things were looking up, amen. <laughs> and then you service finished. Everybody was talking, oh, we're going to go and work for Continental Bank, we're going to work for... Uh, in any good, uh, an We're going to go and walk here. Me, I'm going back. I'm starting Pamoye business. You know, I'm going to take Pamoye from Ogu. I'm going to, to take it to Lagos. I'm going to offer you what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Once again, the only thing I knew, all for him, which we had started in 1997 like a joke, had turned into a national ministry. We are doing concerts, going across the nation, preaching the gospel, getting kids and teenagers and young adults born again, teaching them the kingdom. Amen? I said, okay, I'm going to go back to Makodi, Amen? And work full-time in all for him. And that's what I did. Praise the Lord. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Ministry, career, I I I wasn't sure. I didn't have any conviction. Amen? I didn't see any vision. How many of you have never seen open vision about your life? You have never seen. You are in good company. Don't worry. Not all of us can be like Rev. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No open vision, nothing. Just some small lead Okay, this is what you know how to do. So do it. But the one thing I have never sacrificed is that I know that I have put my faith in the glorious gospel. And one thing I was saying, even then when I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, I said, God, I know you have saved me. I know you have redeemed me for a purpose. Lead me in that purpose. And I know that the basis for that purpose is the fact that Jesus died for my sins and has redeemed me to the glory of the Father. So just like Abraham, even though Abraham was not sure about Isaac, even though every time God appears to him, he's complaining about Isaac. The first time I heard that revelation was from Reverend Mosul. He said, Ah. What do you do? is said, Abraham, where would he hail like this? Man of faith, man of faith. Really, if you break it down, was he really in faith for Isaac? He was not. For 24 years, he was not. <laughs> Amen. God, what are you going to give me? Seeing that I go childless. I've been believing God for a job. I've been believing God for a wife. For a spouse. For a child. For healing. For financial breakthrough. God, what are you going to give me? Seeing I go broke. Amen. God said, just believe this one first. Let me show you the stars. Let me show you the God. And we know in Galatians, has God who are four time preached the what? Preached the what? The gospel. the gospel. So the solution to his childlessness was what? The, the solution for him to see the glory of God in his expression to manifest in his life was what? The gospel. The gospel. It was when I went back to Makodi that one day, the director of Radio Benway said, Ha! If will do concert here, Remember, this radio been with since 1998, we beg them come and come and promote our concert. They will not even acknowledge the letter. They say go and write this, copy this person. Do take this, lie lie. Audio. That year 2006, the director came in, walked in, saw the saw the decorations at Aminuisa Isa I said, what? I need to see your director. Spoke with Ms. Zame. He said, you know what? We don't have anything on radio for youth. Who better to collaborate with us to create a program for youth than all for him? And so after the program, myself and three other members of all for him walked into Radio Benway, said, we are here to help you collaborate to create a program for youth. Christy Ode was the producer. She said, okay, let's do this. That's how we created a program called Getting It Right. It was a youth magazine program. Guess what? After a while, <clears throat> the woman looked at me and said, you know what? You are doing a good job, so I don't have time. I have other things I'm doing. So you people, just do it amongst yourselves. When it's ready, you come and give me, then I'll put it on air. We did that for a couple of weeks. She, she came and said, AGMB, hey, you, are, you are good at this thing. Though. What are you doing now? I said, I'm done with youth service. I'm working here full time. She said, okay, since... Since you are just working full-time, why don't you come and start working here in Radio Benway? You volunteer. Amen. So when people ask me, how did I get into radio? I tell them I stumbled into it. The only thing I was convicted of was the gospel. Amen. All I gave myself to was the gospel. and then that created light and definition and direction. You see those areas that you're confused about your life. You're wondering whether God is hearing you or is not hearing you. You're wondering how long it's going to take. Continue to give yourself to the gospel. Amen. The same way, let there be light, and since then, there has been illumination in the universe. It's the same way, that if you stay with the gospel it will produce the glory of God in your life. It is the same way. It is the same way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. If you are going to experience the knowledge of God's glory, an intimate expression and interaction with the glory of God, it has to be through the gospel. Anything else is a shadow. That's what the Bible says in James 1, 17. It says that in him, there's no shadow of turning. And that's the problem. With the church so far, people have been giving their attention to Shadows. And the problem with a shadow is that it gives you a sense, but no definition. If I see a person's shadow, I, I, maybe I can see it's a man. Okay, is this man short or tall? He's short. Then you see him, when, he, when you actually see him, then you actually see that it's because the sun is, is at 1 p.m. So he's looking short. Then you see one long shadow, you say, ah, this guy is tall. Then you see Aki and Popo standing. <laughs> because the sun is at 5 p.m. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The other day, my son and I were walking and he was... I think that's the day he actually discovered shadow. He was looking at it. He was looking at my shadow. He was looking at it. Then I said, you two, you have a shadow. He turned out and so said, he was... ah. And throughout that walk, he was trying to match my shadow. He was just trying to... <laughs> He was playing my shadow, but he was not playing with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see a person's shadow, you don't know whether he's, he's fair or dark. You can't tell their ethnicity. You can't tell their status. You don't know how much they make. You don't know whether they're willing to share what they make with you. You don't know anything about the person if all you have is a shadow. And it says in God, there is no shadow of turning. God does not want you to be in the dark, to be hazy about what he has for you. And the only way you can be convinced about what he has for you is if you keep looking at the gospel. Keep looking at the gospel. It might not seem fancy. It might not seem eloquent. Amen. Amen. But in Romans 4, it says that it should be by grace so that it is sure to all the seed. And that gospel is something that anybody can understand. I was five years old when I received the gospel. I'm not sure if it was 1984 or 1985, but I know it was winter. Amen. In the wonderful Baptist Church in Ames, Iowa, USA. Amen. Pastor was pre- I was sitting in the back, evening service at the back. And he was talking about how every person needs the savior. You can't be too good, you can't be too bad. I was five years old. I understood it perfectly. When we got home that night, I asked my father, I said, what he said, these things be true. <laughs> and my father said, yes. And if you want, you can receive Jesus now. And we knelt down on our brown carpet by our brown sofa. Amen. And my father led me to Christ. Praise the Lord. And I know that I know that I know that I'm born again. Praise the Lord. I have been unclear about some other things. I've not had specifics about some other things. I've just shared with you for more than a decade. I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I have known the gospel. I have seen the father because of the gospel. And I have seen what he wants to share with me because of the gospel. And I feel qualified to enjoy it. Why? Because of the gospel. Let's look at that Romans 5.2 that Pastor Dupe hammered on. I love it. I've never seen it in that translation. And something hit me when I was sitting there. Romans 5 verse 2. The message. Hallelujah. God is creating things in your life right now. As you are in this camp meeting, things are happening. Because you are listening to the gospel. And that's not all, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand. Out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Amen. Our son is three years old and he loves to go to the mall. If you tell Nathan, (laughs) there are two places he likes to go to. He likes to go to the park and he likes to go to the mall. Why does he like to go to these places? Because he can run unhindered. At home, he will run, he will go and. We can't tell the number of times he has hit his head on sofa, on uh, table, on uh, island. He will just go, boom! Shout! Why you? <laughs> For the longest time, he had this scar on his, on his forehead. Amen. Nathan, what happened? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. So, my wife later that evening, she said, Nathan went to go and hit his head on the dining table. He just wants to be running unhindered. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are in God's wide open spaces. So we can run. I like what you said about not needing to have the money. You don't need the money. You have the gospel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before you get to the place of The money just being there. Amen? We heard somebody was testifying of the ministry where they are counting this year's money till next year. Amen? They didn't start there. Praise the Lord. They didn't start there. They started believing the gospel. So, until you get to the place where the, the manifestation is a constant giving... Right? Is the gospel that you must hold on to. Praise the Lord. Because for me, I think the balance is is that we are all getting to the place where the manifestation is a constant. In the words of, of, of the visionary of MGM, it's a faculty. Rev has a message victory always. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But the thing that guarantees that that manifestation becomes a constant is the gospel. Amen. If you are banking on the glories and the avenues and the possibilities of this world, they do not last. They don't last. If there's one thing the pandemic has shown us, is that the structures and the solutions of mankind that come from man do not last. Right now, everybody in US now is crying. Recession. How many of you invested in crypto? How far? I'll mark it. <laughs> I put only $200 in crypto and it's paining me that I did. Amen. <laughs> but I know, I know someone, I know someone that. their life savings a family not even a bachelor if he's a bachelor he can sleep in his car amen praise the lord (laughs) if you bank on, on this earth and the things it provides they have a similitude of glory praise the lord they have a similitude of glory because yes, everything that's created is actually, is actually a, a part of the facet of God. Praise the Lord. They have a, a similitude of glory, but it does not last. It cannot last. But if the gospel gives you those results, if the gospel gives you those, revel- those, those, uh, uh, those results and those manifestations, it will last. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hebrews 11 is one of my favorite passages. And Pastor Dupe quoted um, chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 12. And if you read from 11 into 12, it gives you a picture of what we are supposed to be doing as New Testament saints. Every single person in Hebrews 11 either had a revelation or they themselves were a type of Christ. Every single one. Either they themselves, they were a type of Christ, or they received a, a revelation. Even though they were in the old covenant, or even before the covenant, they were a type of Christ. Joseph. Amen. I've, we've heard many messages here in Savannah about Joseph and Jesus, right? Joseph, his brothers hated him. Jesus came onto his own, and his own received him not. Amen. Joseph was thrown into a pit by his brothers. Jesus was in the grave for three days. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can go on and on and on. The father thought that Joseph was dead. The father received his son back to life. Praise the Lord. So also Jesus came back to life, raised by the glory of the father. You can go on and on and on and see how Joseph was a type of Christ. Moses at the burning bush. Praise the Lord. He said, ah, how far this dogo yaro yarrow know the born. What's up? He goes to it. He hears the voice. Take off your keto because you are standing on holy ground. He takes it off. And then he says, put your hand inside your tunic. He brings it out. It's leprous. For Jesus was going to take on the sin of mankind. He says, okay, put it back. He puts it back and comes back. Just as Jesus was going to come back with new life. He says, Moses' hand was like a newborn baby. The life that Jesus went into the grave with is not the life he came out with. It was brand new life that Jesus came out with. That was a type of Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Moses' staff that swallowed all the other, that turned into a snake and swallowed all the other snakes. Jesus was going to take on the nature of sin so that he could swallow up sin. A type of Christ. Every single person in Hebrews 11 believed the gospel. And that's why a life of faith was not hard for them. If you are going to live a life of faith, you must rest in the gospel. The gospel is the producer of faith. Praise the Lord. I hope somebody gets that this morning. The gospel is the producer of faith. Praise the Lord. Because the truth is that you have believed the most incredulous thing ever. Was it, who was it that was talking about the, the virgin birth? Was it? Gumwalk. Eh? <laughs> A virgin. Heard something and then she's pregnant. Habba mana. Lies. Amen. Okay, let's, okay, let's even just agree she was possessed. And she gave birth to this guy. All right. Then after 30 years, he now says he's the, he's the Messiah. Hmm. Okay, we want to follow you. We see that you have, first they say don't have structure. Then he started trending on Twitter. Amen. Amen. Then anywhere he goes, the whole place is shut down. He went to Kaduna, the place shut down. Went to Joss, the place shut down. <laughs> he went to Benin. They didn't give him stadium. They said, no problem. The place is still shut down. After he came back from, from the desert, the fame of him went everywhere. And then he now picked 12 people that they should be with him. They say this guy, he might restore the kingdom and if he does, he will give me minister of <laughs> one of the disciples was Simon the Z- Judah the, the Zealot you know Zealot the best way to describe them is Janjaweed violent activists they were the residue of Maccabees <laughs> you see that iPod, uh, Monday stay at home order? is them amen Praise the Lord. That's one of Jesus disciples. And he the reason he joined Jesus because he believed that Jesus will restore the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For a while they did not see the gospel. That's why they could not have faith. That's why Jesus would keep them you have little you have little faith. You have little faith. But the moment Jesus changed in their eyes. The moment they saw what he had been telling them all this while. Faith was a natural response. Praise the Lord. Faith was the natural response. The reason so many people are struggling with faith is because they are seeing Jesus. And that's what Pastor Duke was saying in, in, in Hebrews 12 verse 1. Now let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Who for the, the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising his shame, has now seated at the right hand of God. Verse 3 says, consider him not the one that walked on water. Not the one that raised Lazarus from the dead. Because guess what? We have raised people from the dead. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have laid hands on the sick. Amen. The one thing we have not done is take the sin of the world and rise from the dead to present righteousness to mankind. That is the Jesus you should consider. Amen. That is the Jesus that you should consider. If you consider that Jesus. That suffered contradiction of sinners. Amen. That was nailed to the cross. That went into the grave. And rose up glorious. If you consider that Jesus. Faith will not be a problem. The manifestation of God's glory in our life. Will be a constant repetitive manifestation. Praise the Lord. That is the bedrock of your prayers. That is the bedrock of your seed sowed. That is the bedrock of coming to church. That is the bedrock of coming to camp meeting. Praise the Lord. Those things in and of themselves do not produce lasting glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Believe this gospel. Continue in this gospel. It is a glorious gospel. The last thing I want us to point out, let's look at that Psalm 18, verse 28 in the message translation. Psalm 18, verse 28. In the message. For thou, no, in the message, please. Suddenly, God, you floodlight my life. I am blazing with glory. God's glory. Praise the Lord. This was the verse that Rev sent to me. And when I read it in the message, I stood up from my desk and I was hopping around and dancing and shouting and screaming at the top of my voice. Suddenly. Keep looking at the gospel. And then suddenly. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Suddenly, suddenly, God, you floodlight my life. I am blazing with glory. God's glory. The world will see God's glory in your life, it will be seen tangibly. You see those omni qualities we talk about. God, God is this. God is Shababa. Oh, God, God, God. He is to be seen in your life. It's not just supposed to be worshipped from afar. Religion likes to worship God's glory from afar, but does not want to jump into the experience on the daily. If you put your faith in the gospel, that expression of God's glory will be a daily affair, and you'll be blazing with God's glory. Not the glory of this world. Not the glory that men can confer upon you. Praise the Lord. Just like Rev said, he didn't want somebody to introduce him to the president. Let the president come to him. It's not pride. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody I know, um, and I just met with him last night. He had been, he he runs, um, he has a program, an event, the Abuja Photo Festival. And he has held it for a couple of years. It could not hold this year. He had sown his seeds. He had been speaking God's word. He had been talking about so many things. And then the U.S. embassy called. The day he was supposed to have the photo festival. And he had to postpone it. That was the day the U.S. embassy sent him an email. That he should come and be going to the U.S. For two weeks. They are sponsoring him on a trip. To go and meet with captains of industry. Museums. With 28 other people from across the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He had been trusting in the gospel, in God's grace. And something bigger than what he had been planning came to him effortlessly. Effortlessly. What looked like a disappointment was actually the avenue for something bigger. He said he didn't even look at all the documents. He was He His wife, when she was looking at the details, she said, look at how much they have invested in this year trip. More than $20,000. If you had $20,000, he would have done his program five times. <laughs> but they are investing that in him. And he did not have to speak a word about it. Praise the Lord. Trust this gospel. Put your faith in this gospel. Continue in the gospel, continue in grace, and you will see God's glory. God bless you.